Trigger warning, Death and Friends is not a podcast for the light of heart. Many dark and serious subjects will come up. Listener discretion is advised. Hola, Skeleton Army. Jesus, Nash. <laughs> oh, man. I just, I thought, you know, we're, we're in Mesoamerica this week. I just thought, I thought I would try to, uh-huh. you know. Anyway. So this week's episode is dense. Just like, bear with us. We try to keep these episodes short, and we enjoy being a small part of your week. Where you might learn something, but more importantly, you might laugh. Granted, it is uh, at misery and dark times in our history, but it, it's fine. We're fine. Yeah, we're fine. It's fine. It, we're fine. fine. Yeah. Fine. We're fine. Yeah. Fine. fine. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> Woo. So... Why the extra long intro and disclaimer? Well, we're going to be generalizing some things, messing up some pronunciation, and all the kinds of easy pathways to get into the topic, because we're trying to make this as easy as possible. This is something I definitely struggled with. Well, because you're at the episode. Yeah, and because, you know, I'm Mexican. Oh, are, are you really? I had no idea. <laughs> Play the song. Bienvenidos, ejército de esqueletos. It's spooky time. This is Death and Friends, and I'm local Mexican sweet bread angel. And this here walking pillar of cultural guilt is Nash. That sounds about right. That's right. Now shut up, colonizer. <laughs> I'm Irish and Italian. So you're two scoops of vanilla? Okay. <clears throat> this week, we're in Mesoamerica. Specifically, we're chilling with the people that are widely known as the Aztecs. Yes, indeedy. And before we really get into it, we are not... Talking about ancient aliens this episode. Por qué? Por qué of racism. It's pretty shitty and insulting that just because certain people were separated from what is known as the Western world, that they couldn't achieve amazing feats of engineering and culture. Yeah, uh, the Nahua people did not need aliens for help, nor did they need the Watman to be civilized. Granted, some of their traditions were on the... I'm going to go with not Mm. not bueno side. But then again, as we have already started to cover, Western culture wasn't all that fucking great either. Plus, like, who the fuck said aliens were so smart? Yeah, wait, wait what? I'm just, I'm just saying, like, maybe, mm-hmm. like maybe aliens could be stupid. Uh, you really went for it. So we're going to generalize this group of tribes, but what we know as the Aztecs started out with multiple tribes that shared similar beliefs and language, specifically the Nahuatl. The term Aztec comes from the Nahuatl term, people from Aslan. Aslan refers to the motherland where all these tribes share origin. When people refer to the Aztecs, they're probably talking about the most dominant tribe, known as the Mexica. In the before times, which is a very, very technical historic term. Yes, very technical. They traveled to what is now known as Lake Texcoco. According to Aztec lore, the god Huzuchipilche... Huitzapilche? That's what you went for? Huitzapilche? Hey, I'm struggling with it, and it's my people, so it's okay. (laughs) 
But let's, you know, let's put some elbow in it. You know, a little, little put your back into it a little bit. All right. <laughs> That's all I'm asking. Uh, the god Huitzilopochtli, ooh, tricky even for me, is the god of the sun. Oh, and also the god of war because yeah. reasons. Yeah. The most metal of all gods, really. Hell yeah. Anyway, he told the Mexica people to travel south from their original home to get to the promised land. Yes. As the story goes, multiple tribes had already traveled to central Mexico. Uh, the valley was rich and fertile, and the Mexica, or Mexica, we're going to try our best here, uh, were the last to arrive. So the other tribes controlled most of the area already. The Mexica landed in Chapultepec around 1250. But the thing is, nobody wanted them around. So they did what they did best. They started fighting with everybody. And you think they won, right? Right? Yeah. No, they got bodied. It wasn't until the leader of Culhuacan let them settle in a harsh environment that, luckily for them, they eventually tamed. After that bit of nonsense, you'd think they'd live a very chill existence. <laughs> you'd think that, Nash. <laughs> but when you have a deity that has absolutely no chill. None chill. Much wow. <laughs> it's hard to stay peaceful for long. For this next part, I mean, I wanted to say this next part, you know, for the Lord and, you know, mi gente. But, uh, quite frankly, it belongs in Fun Facts with Nash. Not actually fun. Wow, really? Yeah, go for it, kid. Oh my god. Okay. The god Hutzpah Chipotle demands okay. a sacrifice. Huitzilopochtli. Huitzilopochtli? Yes, you nailed it. Nice. The god Huitzilopochtli yeah. demands sacrifice. The Mexica sent an emissary to Culhuacan to ask for the hand of the young daughter of the Lord of Culhuacan. Classic marriage for peace royalty situation. And they lived happily ever after. No, not at all. See, the thing about Huitzilopochtli yeah. is that he's all about blood and gore. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So they bring her CVS bangers. <laughs> Is it always the bangers, no matter the, the genre? Yeah. <laughs> nice. So they bring her home. They invite the dad of the bride to a big feast to celebrate. You know, Big Daddy, the king, the lord of the land they're currently living on. And as they're partying, a sort of show begins. And to his horror, the lord of Kuwakan sees a priest performing a dance wearing the flayed skin of his daughter. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. Oof. Tough fucking look, my guys. You know the you know Big Daddy over there was just like it's the smiling that bothers me the most. How do you think they recognized her? Like, okay, be honest. Like, would you recognize my skin without my skeleton? Like, if somebody else was wearing me? The fuck, dude? Seriously? I'm just saying. Well, if I'm gonna be honest, uh... <laughs> that's how I sound. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, probably, because you know, as determined in episode about Victorian England. You look fantastic with your skin on the floor. <laughs> I mean, that's just for, like, beauty reasons. Like, that's how I keep it all taut. I didn't want to have said that. It's fine. We're fine. That's how you keep just, it tight, baby. Just <laughs> oh, no. show is ruining my brain. It's ruining all of our brains. Yes. Okay. The Mexica, as they are preparing the bride for her wedding, they take her to an altar. This, like, shitty stone slab. They stab her in the chest with an obsidian blade. They rip her heart out, and it's still beating. Then... Mm. They flay her to honor their gods. The Lord, he's a little mad. He's like, okay, he's pissed. Like, mm, yes. Like any, anybody probably would be. He declares war. 
He drives the Mexican people out of their land, and as they flee, they find a marshland in the middle of a lake, where they eventually find an eagle with a serpent atop a cactus. According to their myths, this is the promised land. And that is the image that is on the Mexican flag. Why? Because fuck you, that's why. Hell yeah. Wow. The Mexica people go from being nomads exiled from their homeland to rulers of the largest hegemony of power. Hegemony? Hegemony. Hegemony. Chipotle. Imagine if you said Aristotle like you say Chipotle. Aristotle. Aristotle. <laughs> I like it, actually. Uh, they're kind of big deals. They're the, the biggest deals in central Mexico, and they do all of this within 100 years. All because they were good at... Hang on, let me check my notes here. War. Shocking, given how things started. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, also, hang on. Science. The Mexica were crazy good at civil engineering. They create a gigantic city and expand rapidly by conquering the lands around them and incorporating those lands into their empire. As they expand, they turn their island city into a metropolis by connecting causeways to the mainland to get supplies and water. Speaking of water, in the Americas, there weren't like uh, large animals or beasts of burden, really. So it was all human power, baby. Yeah. Hmm. We need a large and complicated yet effective way to provide infrastructure to this metropolis in the middle of a lake. What shall we do? Hey, here's a bunch of people that need work or else they'll be yeeted off a pyramid. Throw those people at the problem. Yay! <laughs> but as the city grows, they need more and more fresh water. Porque Mexico is muy caliente. Mm, caliente. So in one of the biggest one-two combos of science and brute force, they conquer the Tepanek people. And in today's metaphor... Metaphor of the day. Uh, the Tepanek are the shitty rich jocks who control the fresh water supply, while the Mexica are the nerds who are very good at Legos. Well, I mean, and also killing. After a hundred-day mission, the Tepanek are defeated and are forced to create an aqueduct system on top of the valley that leads directly into Tenochtitlan. The surrounding tribes look at this shit and decide it's in their best interest to just make an alliance instead of waiting for the Aztecs to get a new problem to solve, and boom. <laughs> now, did we skip a lot of history and information? <laughs> sure did. Do not worry about it. And as Nash just said, boom! It's the Aztec Empire, and they're on top of the world. Yeah, don't worry about it. Quick fun fact. Fun facts with... Whoa, so you just get two of these? Yeah. It's cool. Finish the jingle. With Nash! Gracias. Dios mío. All right. The Aztecs are insanely clean and sanitary. The main palace gets running water via the very slavely built aqueduct system. This system allows for the watering of the botanical gardens, reservoirs of water for the people, and even a fancy bathroom for the ruler. The city is kept meticulously clean. They also invent detergent, using roots and plants, and use the water system to clean their clothing. Okay. Really, there are more akin to modern standards of grooming. You got shit on if you smelled bad. And, you know, the usual. Straight up roasted in the Aztec group chat. Mm-hmm. They had oils in their body post-bathing to stay smelling clean and looking good. Also, they'd burn incense to make the house smell nice. Also, their healers, they kind of know how to tend wounds, and they recognize that a clean wound would heal better. Also, chicol is a gummy sap that they would chew on to maintain clean breath. Chicol, by the way, is the Nahuatl term for that gum, is now a Spanish word for chicle, which is gum. Honestly, there's so much amazing stuff they did. We can't cover it all. It's a pretty far cry from the idea of savages that the colonizers painted. Compare that with the Europeans who were, at the time, dealing with the plague which was caused and exacerbated by lack of hygiene. Aztecs just have their shit together, unlike me. I got a, I got a fun fact about keeping shit together. Fun facts with... Ain't 
angel. What the fuck? The Aztecs would collect feces from public toilets and use them as fertilizers for farming. Pretty cool, right? With these aqueducts at the disposal, they used them to create these floating mini islands known as chinapas, where they made artificial land that they could farm on, on their canals. Hold on. Now, Let's chill with the fun facts. Look, I'm excited, first of all. And these are my people, so how dare you? Yeah, but you're taking my bet. Oh, am I taking your bet? Yeah. You already had two fun facts. And, you know, there's a lot of info to go through. And these are just small little things that are cool, but not super I get that, key. but you're, you literally took my jingle. First of all, you've had two separate jingles, and it's not worth doing a whole section, like I said again, about how they manage expansion, but I um, thought it was no, neat. This it's is a fun fact. Fun facts with Angel. Look. You write most of the episodes, so sorry for the oh, one. Some of the no, few. don't be oh, like that. We're doing this. Are we fucking we're doing? doing- <sighs> <clears throat> go ahead. No, no, no. You go. No, no. Please go. No, no, no. This is your episode. These are your people. You, you go. Oh, okay. Well. You didn't have to go that route, but... Okay, sorry. You know, fine. Fine. I'll do it. The Aztec Empire expands with their leader, Montezuma I, who leads them into having an empire of over 15 million people. By 1502, his successor, Awizotl, has expanded the empire outward, reaching modern-day Guatemala. They set up superhighways and begin building Templo Mayor, the Great Temple, a 15-story temple, essentially as a giant flex, but they pretend it's to honor the gods of rain and war. It's built with volcanic stones so it wouldn't sink. It's plenty sturdy. And then every couple of years, the bodies really, they pile up at the bottom. They just, they get real dirty. And these people were cleanly. So they just build another temple right on top of it, casing the old one in and just keep on going. Until it gets bigger and bigger and taller and taller. Yeah. Honestly, we didn't do justice to how well the Aztecs kind of handled all this, but we tried. And the myths alone are rich and the lore is deep. But we hope the Cliff Notes version works. For now, that is. So how does this great empire get covered by a podcast about the history of death? <laughs> let's talk about human sacrifice for a bit. Yes, let's. Okay, you're smiling a little too hard. I love doing this podcast. They're like doll's eyes. Morbid? Let's get this out of the way. Apocalypto was a terrible movie. I will not be taking questions at this time. Good. Yep. Thank you for not asking questions. While many ancient cultures have human sacrifices part of their death ways and or rituals, the Aztecs were goddamn professionales. The Aztecs valued human sacrifice and blood immensely. They felt it was the only way to appease the gods. By the time old Ahuitzotil met his end, ritual killings were institutionalized. He was like the giant juice man, only it wasn't fruit punch, it was blood. You know, the guy that kicks down your door? The Kool-Aid man? Yeah, yeah, the scariest person to ever live. <laughs> you forgot what the Kool-Aid man was called. I'm sorry, I was busy being worried he was going to take down any wall in my house because he's full of juice. <laughs> the juice man. The giant juice man. Oy. Well, Nash, if we're going to go with that metaphor, it would in fact be an understatement. Human sacrifice was the key to Aztec culture. So they constantly started wars just to get prisoners to sacrifice, you know, because not a ton of people volunteering for that job posting. Yeah, yeah. 
there's a recurring theme in most old civilizations about the taking of people and making them slaves for not fun things. Mm, most sacrifices were based on the myths of creation on Earth and the elements and required killing up to 20,000 victims at one point. More on that later. But they did it every day. Every day. And they sacrificed jaguars, dogs, birds, and many other animals to appease each cod, depending on the myth. But how do you convince the sun to rise back up every day? Taking an eggs. No, no blood. Oh. Yeah, so they used to think that when the sun went down, it was it, and you'd have to appease it. So bloodletting was a normal everyday thing for the Aztecs. Prick on the finger, small cut here and there. Pero. Dog? No. Pero as in butt. Dog butt. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Gracias. Pero what the gods really wanted was that red gold baby, that liquid elixir that makes the girls whisper, that wheeling dealing, kiss stealing, limousine riding, woo, jet flying. Are you son of a gun? Are you watching wrestling again while we're recording? No. <sighs> no. Sorry. Okay. The Aztecs wanted blood. And just like we talked about before, they sacrificed daily. In 1485, they reached the crazy, ridiculous number of 20,000 people in just a few days. But how, you ask? Well, if you're an Aztec priest, after a while you get good at it. Which leads us to... Black death, polio, spontaneous combustion, dying comes in after death. Comes decomposition. It may seem sad and also gross, but here you are, and here's your host, not an actual doctor, but it's medical, medical, medical facts with Doctor Nash. Wait, what? That's right. It's Brittany, bitch. I'm doing medical facts this time. What the fuck? Hell ha, no! Ha, you ha. mother... <sighs> okay, go for it. Thank you. Sacrifices were creative theater that varied widely depending on the god that they were appeasing. It was not based in sex or status, because you were most likely a slave or a prisoner of war, but on how much you looked like the god, be it physical traits or just like a vibe. Vibin'. Yeah. For super bummer example, they would sacrifice children specifically because they thought youngster baby tears would satisfy the god of rain. Woof. Yeah. But when we think of Aztec sacrifices, we usually think of it in terms of cutting the heart out of a sacrificial lamb. Well, not a lamb. A, a person, actually. And some sort of gruesome, terrible thing. But here's the crazy part. It was actually pretty surgical. Let's say you're an Aztec sacrifice. Yeah. You. Listening. You right there. Oh, no. Yeah. Eating your bagel. <laughs> yeah, just snacking. You're placed at an altar on top of a pyramid. The priest stabs you with their obsidian blade starting at your belly button in a straight line all the way to just below your ribcage. Or, if they're in a hurry, across the top of your diaphragm just under the ribcage. At this point, you're probably pretty close to dead or in severe shock. So they just reach in, give a good yank, and pull out your still-beating heart. It's theorized that the priest could sacrifice a person in 60 seconds or less. After that, they decapitate you, and your skull is used to decorate the base of the pyramid. Then they throw you down the pyramid steps to be dismembered and regaled as a trophy, or flayed, and your resulting skin dress is used in ceremonial dances. 
In fact, if you're a if you're a warrior who brought the victims from conquest to be sacrificed, you were gifted a femur for your home as decorations. This was done every day in front of thousands of people in a fever, worshiping and loving their gods, grateful that the sun would rise again. Praise be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By the way, when you're thinking like, oh, how are these people reacting? Are they like forced to be there? No, no, no. Think crazy like faith healer levels of people losing their shit per body and head that gets rolled down the steps as people in a line get sacrificed. Also, there's a chance you got to see your own heart in front of you for a few seconds until you were decapitated. Probably. Gross. The Aztec Empire went like this for many a century until the arrival of Hernán Cortés in 1519 in Yucatán. The empire ultimately falls victim to colonialism and being taken advantage of in multiple ways, some due to their own inability to see forward in the future, and some to Hernán Cortés being a douchebag. And nowadays, probably the only things most people know about the Aztecs are that the Aztecs are the modern-day Mexican ancestors, they did a lot of human sacrifices, and they died because of disease brought by the conquistadors. Solely because history just has a real fucking hard on for white guys. Just. Just. Mm. 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 <laughs> yep, white guys. Even if they speak Spanish. So, did we do justice to the history of the Aztecs? Maybe not. But we did try to show you how dope they were. And how incredible the civilization was. We'll be back to Mesoamerica soon, but for now, we hope you learned a thing or two. I learned a whole lot about my own culture, actually. I would argue that I overprepared. And one day, maybe on ye old Patreon, or some other way, I'll do an episode about how bonkers this all really was. Anyway, this one was for my dear Mexico. Lindo y querido. And on that cheesy note, that's the episode. A special thanks to you, our favorite listener. Remember to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. A rate and review would also be nice. And you can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Gorilla Jokes. And I'm at It's Nash Flynn. And of course, follow the podcast at Death and Friends Podcast. Thanks, Harry Potter. And hey, if you love the show, we've got a Patreon now. It's mostly to cover our sound guy's medical bills. Because in order to properly write medical facts, we expose Dom to all the illnesses and ways to die we talk about in the show. Yeah, did we both need to be elbow deep in his chest cavity this time no yes but, you know. <laughs> for science <laughs> science yeah. uh he does not feel great without his skin yeah but I th- he'll be fine yeah. he's fine it's fine yeah he is. he's gonna make a full recovery <laughs> so check it out at patreon.com slash death and friends <laughs> and remember you are loved you matter and if you don't want to be your own friend we will be your friend the potluck is next saturday but please don't bring the mac and cheese denise already oh said God. she was going to and it's a whole thing now Oh, she's the fucking worst. About God damn. It's so bad. It's not even good mac and cheese. Cheese is cottage cheese. It's literally so gross. It's the worst. Oh. Uh, until next time, Skeleton Army. Love you. Te quiero mucho. This has been a Knavery Inc. podcast. Go to knaveryinc.com for more details. Executive produced by Jacob Duffy Halbleib. Audio design by Dominic Guanzon. Themes and transitions by Amy Doe. The fuck is a knave? Remember this is a comedy podcast? Don't use it in your research papers. When people are Listener, she burped. (laughs) I threw up in my mouth, actually. (laughs) I started saying words from my language and people and she vomited. (laughs) Literally white person threw up. (laughs) You know Was that not English? (laughs) 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 Oh, get those paws away from me. (laughs) Disgusting. He's not even Ugh. from Spain. <laughs> Death? The Mexica sent an emissary to Culiacan. Oh, 
I always say Kulakan, like it's some fun, fucking weird, like karate like, camp. Get... <laughs> Kulakan. <laughs> Kulakan. Kulakan. Yeah. Still Literally. doing it. Kulakan. <laughs> it's Morphin time. Kulakan. That's what you sound like. <laughs> Welcome to Mortal Kombat. Kulakan. Kulakan. Actually, Khan is the ending of like the bad guy leader in. Yeah. Shao Kahn, Kulwa Khan. Oh my god, the other Khan in the MK universe is called Kotal Khan, and it's based on the Aztec and the Mayas. Kulwa <sighs> Khan. No, Kwa. Kwa? No, Kulwa. Kulwa. Kulwa Khan. Kulwa Khan. The Mexica sent an emissary to Kulwa Khan to ask for the young dog. Fucking Christ. Damn it. <laughs> That's going to happen later in the history, but not yet. Yes. <laughs> I can't make a Germanic English sound after a Romance language noise. I mean, you could, like I do, but you know. I have a dumb brain. I'm going to try Lord of Kulwakan. Make okay. it easier for you. Because <clears throat> I say Kulwakan like four times in one sentence. Kulwakan, yeah. The Mexican... Oh, for fuck's sake. The, Mex- the Mexican people! <laughs> yeehaw! Doot, doot, doot! The Mexicans. <laughs> the me- the they got come up Mexican. north and they steal my job. <laughs> all right, you got this, buddy. I don't, probably. <clears throat> no. Part of the fun was writing all these words and being like, I wonder how she's going to pronounce it. You know, this is why we are friends, because you hate mm-hmm. me. Uh, mostly. I am sorry, Dom. You're going to delete a lot of shit of me saying things wrong. <clears throat> oh, it's going to make for a great blooper reel. Oh, great. It's 45 minutes of Nash just being like, The Death? The Mexica sent an emissary to Culhuacan to ask for the land of the young daughter of the Lord of Culhuacan. Classic marriage for peace. Huh? You said the land of the young daughter? That's, oh. They're going for the land of the young daughter. Know what I mean? They were like, land, baby, but then they murdered her, so. Give me the tortilla. Alright, you got it. Please don't ever. (laughs) It's not a tortilla. (laughs) Actually, that's a popular phrase in Mexico to describe the skiddly boop. I hate that. I hate it a lot. Mm, You should. Okay. Death? He drives the Mexico. He drives the Mexico. He drives drives to Mexico. He drives to Mexico. Mexico. He just fucks them up. But he's already there, so it makes no sense, really. (laughs) He drives in a circle. And I'm back where I was. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I'm already here. Death? <clears throat> I really thought about sneezing. We're not going to do it. <clears throat> <laughs> I thought about it. I talked to my team and we decided we're not going forward. <laughs> Death? It's a pretty far cry from the idea of savages that the coloners paint. Coloners? What the fuck is happening? The coloners. <laughs> Hello, this is Bane. God, this bloopers the- reel is going to be my nightmare. <laughs> The colonists. Jesus. That's not even a... That's not even... I'm, why am I still speaking in the cup? I don't that's know. That's not even a... That's not even a... It's not even a term. word. Colonists sounds like a thing you put in your butt. Yeah, it does. I was going to say it sounds like a yeah, butt Yeah, then we attach the colonists so the camera can go in there faster. It holds your butthole open. Isn't that called a speculum? That That's for the vagina. Death? They set up superhighways and begin building Templo Mayor. I fucking can't do it. Mayor. Just say Templo Major. No, I'm not doing that. I'm a better okay. person than this. <laughs> I mean, 
<laughs> I mean, I'm waiting. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> are you Nash? Are you? Yeah. And it's just like, I'm better than this. 